Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Art Studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. It's been a busy, busy week here in the art studio. What the heck have I been doing besides drawing my little butt off? Uh, that's what I've been doing, drawing my butt off. I completed my book, and... I'm getting a proof sent, and it should be here any day, perhaps Monday or Tuesday, so I can begin immediately making corrections. Always excited to do that. And what else have I been doing? Have to let me think for a minute. I went back to the comic book shop, and I think the best comic book being published right now may be Lady Mechanica. There's a lot of really good books out there. Comics are, are making a comeback. But Lady Mechanica, ooh, what a great book. The Tablet of Destinies. I'm on issue number five, and it is superb. I enjoyed Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek book with a very Steranko-esque cover. I bought that one this week, and that's hilarious. And of particular interest, especially for me this week, is Fantastic Four... Number 643. I'm telling you guys, the colorist on this is a man named Jesus Abertov. And Jesus Abertov is a damn coloring genius. This book, again, Fantastic Four 643, available right now, is like a textbook on coloring. Coloring techniques, how to do it. It is just absolutely amazing. I mean, the use of color holds and atmosphere and, I mean, every single thing about this is absolutely amazing. I, I, I Honestly, I could sit down and talk to someone, maybe with you, <laughs> about the coloring in this book for days. It's brilliant. It really is. The art's great. But the coloring is on a whole nother level. Oh my gosh. Sometimes digital coloring becomes overdone. And there's too much. And you might look at this and say it's overdone and too much. But here's the thing. It's not. It's perfectly balanced actually. It's, it's one of the most prof professional, slickest, most beautiful coloring jobs I have ever seen. Honest to gosh. That's why I bought this book. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, the story, I have no clue. Seems to be in the middle of some epic thing. But gee whiz, is the coloring out of control. And that's what I've been doing this week. Uh, someone sent me a book that needed to be colored. And they were up against it with a deadline. 
and I have stepped in and attempted to help them complete their book by doing some coloring. And it's it's weird coloring someone else's art. Uh because sometimes you don't know what the heck they were thinking. You look at the work and and you say, "Okay, what what is this?" like or the intention, like this close up of the face, are they happy, are they sad, are they screaming, are they underground? Uh you know, I'm not sure. I have the script here, which I should probably check more often. Uh so I can try to try to get, you know, try to figure out what the heck's going on. Uh, but like all stories, they jump through time and place kind of quick. And I'm not sure if I should, you know, alter some of the colors to denote the time and place as I often do and things like that. So each job you learn something and I'm not experimenting on this job, not teaching myself any new techniques or anything. But I am trying to do a a good job on the coloring that serves this artwork and serves the intention of the artist and the creative team uh, that was put together to, you know, make it happen. So in that respect, you know, when someone hands you their work, I think you want to do your very best, uh, not for yourself, of course, but, you know, for them as well so that everybody comes back with a good product. This particular book, I believe the person makes one book every two or three years. It takes them a long time to produce a book. And that's what this particular book is. This book is the culmination of about two years of work. And I don't know what what happened with the coloring? If anything did go wrong or they just needed help or what happened? But anyway, so they've brought me in to color it and they've called in the right guy. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I work really hard. So I've been sitting here for 10 hours a day cranking on these colors, making it happen. And it's looking pretty good. It took me about a day to get my legs with this job. And I did a bunch of objects at first, which was good. Uh, And plus, I was looking at that Fantastic Four issue, being completely and utterly intimidated by that guy's talent. I'll never color like that guy in a thousand years. So I can only paint like I paint sadly. (laughs) So it was, you know, I was looking at the Fantastic Four going, look at this book, look at this thing. And uh, the whole time (laughs) saying to myself, why can't you do that? Anyway, it's not good to lay those kind of comparisons on yourself when you're trying to do work. But after uh, the first set of pages or so, I found my legs and found a good mindset and a good rhythm with this project and uh, it's coming out really well I'm rather pleased with how the art is looking and I sent this the first uh, like 10 pages to them and they were super pleased with the first 10 pages so 
my job now is just to complete. I think I got one or two pages left, and then this job is done. My brain is a funny thing. I have the opposite problem than most people have. I can't rest till I complete something. Not, not really. It feels like a part of me is on hold. I'm sure for those that you create art and do things, you know what I'm talking about. If you're in the middle of a painting or a project and you're dragged away from it, you know, to go to a party or a wedding or whatever the heck it is, the whole time you're at this event, you're thinking to yourself, man, I can't wait to get back to get painting or, you know, on that thing or, you know, whatever. So that's how I am in the middle of stuff. Uh, my brain just, you know, the first thing in the morning when I wake up, my brain's like, hey, let's get back to work on that thing. You know, that's <laughs> literally what happens. So I can't, uh, again, really rest till I'm done, till I complete the damn thing. <laughs> and uh, that's a real problem because, you know, I'm haunted then by the projects unless I complete them. So they become like ghosts to me. And it's hard for me to walk away from a project and give up on it. Uh, but I have and I do. Because not everything's a winner. And you have to sort of know that and be able to look at something and go, well, I don't think this is going to work out. But it has been an interesting thing to color someone else's work uh, with this level of depth and detail and and uh, so radically different than my style. Luckily, uh, still human beings and objects, uh, you know, <laughs> I can handle. But very, very different from what I draw. Or how I draw. I wouldn't say the subject matter is that much different, even though it's a completely different kind of thing than I'm doing. But... Uh, it's it's different. One part of the whole thing took place in outer space. So a lot of it has been me doing spaceships and star fields and all kinds of wacky stuff like that and that's 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 cool and wild stuff to uh color. It's uh uh, it's fun. <laughs> I guess that's the way to put it. That's that's particularly fun stuff to do, as it turns out. So next week, I have some things I have to draw. And it looks like it's not going to be that busy a week. So that'll give me time to go on to some other projects or things that I want to do. I finally recovered from the vacation. I have to say, it took a long time to recover from that damn vacation. Uh, gotta be careful about these vacations, they're killing me. <laughs> Seriously though, my body's so old and frail that sitting on the airplanes for so long and the travel uh, was just brutal just brutal physically on me and uh, took me weeks and weeks to get to a point where I felt normal and sort of recovered again and that's just sad when I was young I used to be able to travel and go places and do things and 
My body never felt bad. It would bounce right back. But now, holy cow. Uh, you know, a couple days, no rest, not eating right, you know, away from everything, just tore my body to pieces. <laughs> it's an ugly scene. But I'm start. I'm finally, finally getting back to normal. And uh, it only took three weeks. Wow. That's a long time. Well, guys, I wish I had a, a fantastic topic for the art studio this week. Uh, I don't really have anything all that pressing. I listened to a bunch of different shows and podcasts this past week. And it could only be dangerous to comment them on them. But I would like my own podcast, the thing you're listening to now, I think I mentioned this a few shows back, to really give some kind of hope to people and encouragement as opposed to being a downer and a negative. You know, life is a challenge. We've discussed that on Infinitum. But it's also a really fun, cool thing. And I happen to really enjoy my personal journey. Uh, I am enjoying it. I enjoy being an artist. I like creating art. I like, you know, uh, what I do. I, I'm, I feel very blessed and lucky that I get to create art and do what I do. Now, I know not everyone feels this way. <laughs> Boy, do I know that for a fact. I think that when I say things like this, it really angers the people who don't feel this way. People who don't feel like illustration is fun or, or, or art is a good thing, who are perhaps at another end of the scale and all that thinking, I know that my sort of happiness with art drives them crazy because <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, it's what it, it's what it is anyway. Don't ask me how I know, just that I know. So, uh, but it's the truth. I'm I'm not making it up or being facetious or. I really love being an artist, and I love creating art. Ever since I was tiny, it's been a big, big part of my life. And, you know, when you're in the water of art, it's it's hard to see other things, uh, other paths, other ways to make a living, other just other stuff. Uh, it's like when you ask a comedian, why are you a comedian? And he says, well, this is all I know to do. I don't know how to be anything else but a comedian. I've often felt that that sort of is the way it is with me and art, where I don't know if I chose art or it chose me, but I've been an artist since I was like five. I mean, since I was tiny, I've been making illustrated books and illustrated stories and doing things and... I mean, by the time I was 12, I had, like, at least a, over a 100 books I had written and drawn. Full color, you know, comic, epics, you know, all all rip-offs of, you know, Fantastic Fours and things I was reading. But I drew them all, and I made them all, and I, I just loved making and telling sequential stories. I realized that I didn't have much talent for it. I wasn't a great natural artist. 
So I kind of, you know, said, well, it's not really going to happen for me with, you know, art in this particular sense. So it's just been something I've loved my whole life. I've done it because I loved it. As far as doing it for money and for a living, I never thought it would come to this. To to be 100% honest, I never thought it would come to this. I started doing illustrations for people and things. And, you know, like everybody else in the whole world, I need money. And, I you know, I put up websites and stuff for art. And I just got really lucky. And people came along and hired me and, you know, been able to produce art for them on an ongoing basis now for many years. I was a, I've been a contract artist for different companies. I've been a production artist for different companies. So it's not like I'm not and have not been a professional artist and work in professional environments, which I have done. But when the internet came along, I didn't really, you know, consider that I was going to make some kind of art internet business. Uh, it wasn't my plan when I first, you know, heard about this internet. I was inspired by other artists. I saw them selling and doing their work. And I said, well, you know, what I really love is doing comics. I wonder if I could do comics, uh, if people would pay me to do comics. And so far, the answer is yes, people will. And it's been a really satisfying, really fun venture in my life because I didn't come to this till you know, I was almost 50 years old. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've you know I've done T-shirts and like everybody else, a million other kinds of art. But all the comic book work I've done has been for myself. And now to be paid uh, to make comics, uh, even just personal comics for people and individuals and small companies, is a huge blessing. I absolutely love it. Again, I understand that for some people, it's not what they want to do. But for me, it's it just been a fantastic thing being an artist, and I really love it. I wouldn't recommend it if you want to be uh, rich, you know, if you want to be like Donald Trump or somebody. I don't think there's like big money in comics or anything, or, or art or sequential storytelling, whatever. You don't hear about many, you know, billionaires. Uh, the guy that draws Dilbert probably makes more money than most people, and I don't really consider that all that well drawn, even though it's funny as hell. So I don't know, you know, I for those that would think about going into art as a career, all I can say is it's just like riding horses for a career or golfing or some things. You know, if you've got a lot of natural talent and you think you can make money at it, that's great. But if you can't, that's, that doesn't mean you have to give up on it and not do it. It just means you have to understand that it's, you know, it's not going to pay the bills for you. And, you know, it's more of a hobby situation, which is nothing wrong with. Hobbies bring people great joy in their lives. And I think that for people who, quote unquote, think of themselves as professionals, uh, the word hobby is a bad word, but it's not not at all. In fact, it's... You know, a hobby can be a one of the most satisfying things of your entire life. So I've always considered, you know, 
except the years I've worked, my art a hobby. Because unless I'm getting paid, I'm doing hobby stuff with it. I'm doing my own things that don't necessarily have a paycheck at the end of the tunnel for me. It's more like I'm doing them because I want to do them than I'm thinking, well, this project's going to bring me a lot of money or fame or fortune or whatever it is. It doesn't doesn't work that way. On one of the shows, again, this can only get me in trouble, but who cares? I heard someone mention that their work was too edgy, and that's why publishers won't publish their stuff and why they're not successful. And I thought to myself, well, if that's the case, then why don't you publish it yourself? But they they don't. They don't, you know, they said, you know, these stories they've written, these things they've done, but there's absolutely no proof of it. <laughs> in other words, I'm sure they've written these things, just having them written them down. They've just written them in their mind. But, you know, maybe they are too edgy. Who knows? Maybe they are too brilliant and too genius and people just aren't smart enough to get the genius of it. But somehow I doubt that. Somehow I really do. Uh, You know, if you really have something and you think you've really got it, I would send it to, you know, all kinds of publishers and I would listen to the feedback. And, you know, there's a reason they're not publishing your work. It, it might be, you know, too genius. It might be too ahead of its time. But for the most part, that's usually not the case. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, listening to this guy talk, there's been no signs of any genius yet. So <laughs> I think the things that we imagine are holding us back are just things that we're imagining. <laughs> I really do. You know, most people don't understand the part that they play in their success or failure. And they're really gaming themselves. They really are. It's, that's the part that is, is most mind-blowing. Is, and, and the person who really it affects is themselves. Like no one else is really affected by it. So the rest of the world just spins right along. You can make crazy plans to do anything. And it can be apparent that you're not going to be a success. But it doesn't mean you're going to stop. Look at all the people running for president. It's pretty damn obvious that most of them are not going to be president. Can, can, I guess you can tell that already, right? You can look at them and go, huh? <laughs> that, that guy, that girl, not going to be president. And the ones who are elected president blow your mind, but, but it's easy to see. So I think there has to come a time of what you call reality and, and realism with things, but maybe not. I've seen people live in denial and, you know, <laughs> their whole lives there's nothing you can do to convince them otherwise uh, and maybe that's you know a shield you know a mental shield from reality because reality is so hard and painful it's better to live in fantasy and maybe it is you know maybe it's better to have some hope than no hope at all and maybe the fantasy of you know maybe someday could be if is better than the reality of absolutely never not going to happen <laughs> Oh, well, I really do wish everyone the best of luck. It's hard to believe, I know, but I really do. There is room for everybody to succeed, as it turns out. It's not a closed loop where there's only so much for people.
I look at people who give advice online, tutorials, self-help, and things like that, and I wonder a lot of times what their motivation is behind it all. Like, are they really trying to help people, or is this just like some way to increase their YouTube channel ratings in some hope of that, or, you know... Is their agenda just to be, you know, semi-famous here on YouTube? Or what is it? One guy, who I won't mention who it is, literally does the same show over and over and over. Mentions the same books, the same topics, the same everything. I wonder, like, is he aware that he's doing the same show over and over again? And he has to be aware. He's, He's intellectually smart enough. I don't know, like, that would, that's like you tuning in every week and I say the same crap over and over again. Could you imagine? Maybe I do and don't know it. I'm sure I do in some form or fashion, right? I don't know. I kind of, but honestly, if you, if I went through a checklist of like, okay, he's going to do his show today and he's going to mention these exact five things, and he's, he's a super nice fellow. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe... He's just run out of stuff to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's kind of crazy. Well, I hope that the art studio at least gives you some pleasure. And, you know, you get to listen to somebody chatter on in the background while you make your art or do something. And I hope it encourages you because I really wanted to do that. I And how do you encourage people? Tell them the truth? I mean... Art's a great thing, expands your mind. I love it, you know, I but it's it's not for everybody, you know, obviously, and I can't say it's easy. Gosh, I know more people who get discouraged from art, you know, they they, they don't sell it, they're not successful at it and you know, and it really hurts them. And you know, some of the most successful people well, let me say this. Some of the most talented people aren't the most financially successful. Those two things don't go hand in hand. Uh, so much of it is luck, timing, marketing, and all that other stuff that you have to do to be a success in art. It's just not making art, of course. That's just a small part of what it takes to be a success. The most successful artists I know are marketers. It's not like their art's so great or they have this burning passion to make the art. But what they do have is a burning passion to sell the art. (laughs) They really do. And man, do they sell the hell out of the art. They've got it in gift wrapping paper. They've got it in, you know, all kinds of places. And honestly, those people are the, the ones doing the best at art, the ones who market it's not about being the best artist. <laughs> I know it seems so counterintuitive, like, well, shouldn't the, the better I draw and the better I paint, the more money I make? Not really. Not really. Uh, it's like the squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of idea. Some of the the most highest paid artists, I'm not sure, are the best artists. They just happen to be, you know, the darlings uh, of of that particular thing or whatever. I, I can't explain it. You know, everybody uh, is capable of getting some great gigs in their life 
and, and making money off of art. You know, the most primitive style can make money. It's just a matter of timing and finding that right client that needs it. Most greeting cards are drawn simply. They're certainly not drawn like Lady Mechanica, the comic book. They're drawn like something completely different. And, you know, so I don't think, you know, you have to be Rembrandt to make a living. Uh, but you have to be those. You have to be a really good marketer. You can't escape it. You can't run from it. That's the key to the whole thing. And I suppose that's the part that stymies most people. Now, at this time, every hour on the hour, four to 500 hours worth of YouTube videos are uploaded. So every hour, there's a new 400 hours of content on YouTube. You know, in the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. And that's where we're at. Everybody has a YouTube channel. Just like everybody had a blog. And everybody had a website. Everybody has this. Everybody has that. And it really is become becoming more and more niche. So whatever it is you're presenting, whatever it is you're about, there is probably an audience for it. Uh, but you have to find them in that sea of thousands and billions of hours of audio people. And it's hard to be found. I see some people with some brilliant YouTube channels that are really good and my gosh they get 30 views no one even knows they exist so there's no guarantee you can make great content and there's no guarantee that it's going to be you know <laughs> well received or even seen uh, a lot of that I think again luck timing age that kind of thing a marketing plan based on doing YouTube. It's not a crazy idea. I don't think it would work for everybody, but for some people it really works. I've often talked about, there's people who do very infrequent updates, maybe make a video once every six weeks or every two months, and it's a very knockoff video, and their Patreon account is a couple hundred dollars. Every month, people give them a couple hundred dollars to do absolutely nothing. Just breathe air and exist. And it's, it's reality. There's a guy. <laughs> you know, I just watch things to, to keep track. I don't think he's even logged onto the Internet for six months. I don't think he's logged onto the Internet for six months. Let me be clear about that. Hasn't sent an email I think his computer's broke or he lost money to be online or whatever happened. But his Patreon account is still doing very good. And he has not done a Patreon notice or an update or anything. Absolute zero for six months. And his Patreon has increased. And you're thinking to yourself, well, how can somebody with absolutely... You know, they're not doing a blog or they're not making anything or they're not doing YouTube videos. How the heck does it work? Well, last year for a period of time, I would say three to four months, this person did YouTube videos and then they stopped. And they haven't been back for six months, but they're still collecting money every month off their Patreon. 
it's still working. It works better than some people who do weekly, daily videos. I don't know what the secret sauce is to become popular. I can't figure it out. Like the guy that does the same video over and over again. That's his answer to it. Everybody comes up with their own formula for what they think will work, what the right flavor is. And who knows? There's channels filled with all sorts of things. Anyway, didn't mean to go down that road, but I I think about the guy that, uh, like I said, he's too edgy. I had to laugh because he's, you know, (laughs) basically you have to produce something in order for it to be judged. It's like entering a contest. If you don't enter, well, you can bitch from the sidelines in the audience, but you never actually got up at stage and competed, so how do you know? And I just find it hard to believe that he sent in full scripts and books and, and so on to people and they turned him down because I've never seen him produce a script or a book or anything. So it's hard to believe that he had all these genius ideas, still has them, by the way, They've just sat dormant for decades. And, you know, publishers are just not smart enough to publish them. Well, my first suggestion would be is actually make something and then see if somebody will publish it. There's an idea. Rather than just pitch your idea, how about make your idea into a thing? Anyway, sorry to bitch about that. I just I just find it uh, incomprehensible how, how some people's minds work. <laughs> And what's holding them back is other people. Yeah, that's not the case. We're holding ourselves back, <laughs> if anything. It's not the situation. Have a wonderful day in your art studio. Keep creating. Keep doing art. I'm here coloring this book. Like I said I got a page or two left, and then this will be done, and those people will be rescued from their deadline, and we'll go on to the next book. I have another book in mind to draw. Uh, I've got a couple stories already written, and uh, I'm ready to illustrate them, and we'll be producing my next book, and what else have I got? Oh yeah, I have a bunch of client work and stuff, but that's what lies ahead in the week, so I'm looking forward to all that. Keep doing your thing, keep painting, keep drawing, keep creating, and we'll be back here before you know it. Have a great day. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.